At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. So once again, we learned from the Common Council that they're not giving up their fight on the South Bend police tapes. They're going to continue that. Remember, there was a path that Vordy in particular was looking at. If they could get Karen DePape to come in, talk about what she heard on the tapes, confirm some of the documents that have been released, which confirmed rumors that we had before. Uh, then maybe they wouldn't proceed further and cost taxpayer money. That ultimately was not the path that they took forward. And now activists, of course, are back at it, calling for the release of the tapes. Uh, had to remind everybody in 2015, judge ruled that one of the tapes could be released. At the time, the mayor said he would expeditiously get that to the council. He has not. The case has continued. And obviously people are frustrated. There's a lot of money involved. And uh, joining us on the line is Dave. Dave, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you, Casey? I'm well, man. What's up? Good. So my name is Dave Wells. I'm one of the plaintiffs in the case, and I just wanted to kind of correct some misinformation that's out there. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, uh, applicable to the, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, the uh, duty manual, uh, there is no and never was, well, there may be now, but at the time there was no um, uh, clause for personal phone calls, uh, officers, desk phones, uh, those rules, uh, the rule, only applied to the 911 center and the front desk areas. That's so it never one. applied to your personal desk or anything of that never, nature? Never, ever applied to any officers. We never signed anything. Mm-hmm. They never sent, uh, sent us anything um, saying that um, we can listen to your personal phone calls. Now, would there have uh, been you- potentially a revision to the duty manual that that would have happened during your tenure in the department that maybe you weren't aware of? Would that be a possibility? No, not okay. until this actually came up, came to be in 2011. Uh, did they uh, stop all the recording until they drafted uh, a new resolution saying that um, uh, they can listen and record phone calls. Okay. So before that, there was nothing ever written uh, that said they could do that. Okay. Some people knew in command staff, uh, that their lines were being recorded um, for, uh, you know, for investigative purposes. But most uh, personal desk phones, um, they just had the ability to record whichever phone they wanted to, turn it on, turn it off if they wanted to, but they never advised anybody of that. It didn't sign anything. Um, furthermore, um, uh, Karen DePate knew about uh, Brian Young's line being recorded, and when Brian Young found out about it, he went to command staff and asked that it be turned off. They told him it was turned off. Eight months later, come to find out, they never turned it off. They kept listening for another eight months. Now, remember, Karen DePate, her husband, was a police officer in the detective bureau. 
Brian Young and Steve Richmond had him demoted three ranks, okay, before all this happened. So there's a little personal vendetta going on here when everybody else in the command staff knows that their line's being recorded, but she failed to tell Brian Young. So that's another issue. Okay. And this is exactly like a case that's happening in Grand Rapids right now, Dave, where in Grand Rapids they found a line. The line was labeled as not recorded. Uh, they were recording on it. Then it so was brought thought, to people's attention, and now they're involved in this whole court case, which is bringing the Seventh uh, Seventh Circuit in as well. So uh, one of the cases you're referring to was uh, Amadi, I believe. In Amadi, um, I think that was in Illinois, um, all the lines in the police department were recorded, and everyone agreed that they knew that those lines were recorded. They forgot one in the typing room uh, to include that. But the judge ruled, look, because the rest of these lines are being recorded, you should have had implied consent and understood that the telephone lines are recorded. Here, Nothing was ever given to us. Nothing was told that your personal calls can be listened to. Who knows what they were listening to? Brian Young could have been talking to his wife about going to the doctor. They could have been listening to that uh, or any other kind of intimate personal calls he was having with her. Uh, it's just ridiculous that um, these calls were being listened to without our knowledge and then used against us, threatened with uh, these calls uh, that we were going to be demoted and maybe even fired uh, by Daryl Boykins himself. So remember the time when uh, Mayor Pete was first coming in, uh, he was looking at other uh, persons uh, to take over the chief of police spot, one in which was Tim Corbett. The other was uh, Steve Richmond, the chief of uh, the detective bureau, one of the plaintiffs. Um, so there's a lot going on behind the scenes as far as trying to garner information and ammunition against people that may be in a position to take over the chief of police job. Um, and sure, we were talking back and forth about, boy, if, if this happened, you know, uh, we could make some changes here, we could make some changes there. All this crap about criminal activity and covering up crimes, that's all BS, okay? Um, it's all in the public record on the uh, when we went to federal trial. And by the way, when the judge ruled that that February 4th, 2011 tape didn't violate the uh, wiretap act, but the rest did, um, he did make the distinction that it could violate the Indiana state wiretap act, which is why they've been sitting on that one tape. They're not going to release anything, no matter if it violates federal law or state law, until a judge rules on it. So... Um, you know, this has to be ruled in a court of law uh, by a judge before anything gets released. Um, but there's just so much more involved with this and, and behind the scenes uh, kind of maneuvering that everybody's doing. This TYT story is just off the walls. When I saw that, um, the editorial edit, editorialized uh, narrative we just stood back and laughed because I had never said, or others in the room that we were uh, listening to it, had never said anything like that. Where did they get this? I have every legal document that was ever created during this entire seven years. I was never privy to any of that information. I don't have those documents, um, and I afforded those documents through discovery as a plaintiff in the suit. So. Uh, somebody is, is making this up, and they say, well, we don't, we can't reveal the source. It's an unknown source where this came from. Yeah, no kidding. 
because somebody's making it up and telling it to TYT. So, well, uh, and, and to, to be perfectly fair, too, to you, Dave, when the Young Turks came out with this, I had pointed out as well that we had no way of authenticating these documents, and they really don't like Pete Buttigieg. They are pulling for Bernie Sanders, oh, yeah. and they've targeted yeah. him. Who do you think is orchestrating this? You know, I, I'll just use the term conspiracy with leadership in the department. Who is pulling the strings? Because there's a lot of people look at this and say the mayor is protecting you guys from potentially inappropriate comments that probably you don't want the public to know about. Um, no. Whereas there might be some things with a leadership battle within the department and who's going to take over no. the department and that sort of thing. Who do you think no. is pulling the strings on this stuff? Well, I don't think any strings are being pulled. What I think is that the mayor is in a in a spot here where if he releases something before a judge sitting at a bench says, go ahead and do it, he's going to be facing all kinds of other litigation. He's going to get sued again. If he releases something that is illegal and my voice is on there, you can bet that I'm calling my lawyer. And, I'm, you know, I have... First Amendment rights. I have uh, uh, Fourth Amendment rights to unreasonable search and seizure, and nothing is more applicable in this case than the spoken word. Okay, so um, I follow those rules every day when I go to work to protect people's rights. Okay, I expect the same in return. So uh, he has to do whatever a court tells him to do, and so far, no court has said go ahead and do it. Now, make mention of the February fourth tape with the caveat that it may violate the Indiana state law, which is why it's still locked up. They won't release it until they uh, get clearance through you know, the state court since they kicked it back down. Um, furthermore, uh, there is a motion that was granted by the judge that says these things will stay under lock and key. Everything is stayed until this is resolved and until the adjudication is decided. Nobody gets to hear anything or talk about content. You just can't walk in there and go, okay, here, play the tapes, play the tapes. Everybody keeps saying, play the tapes, play the tapes. Now, I'd like to hear them do that seven, eight years ago. I don't remember what the heck I said, but uh, I can tell you it's not this BS bullcrap that they're talking about. Um, you know, murders and, you know, uh, um, uh, baiting people into uh, crimes and entrapment and all this other kind of BS. It's inside political uh, talk amongst cops and who's going to get the next job and where do you think you're going and uh, that guy should probably go, that kind of thing. That's all there is to this. Um, so... You know, well, one of the and one of the reasons too, Dave, that the Seventh Circuit kicked this back down to the state level is one they they say state law is going to be a factor here versus federal, but they also asked why you and the other plaintiffs in the case would have any standing considering you had your settlement. So, kind of explain the settlement and why it is that you guys are still able or pursuing whatever you're doing with this, and, and why why is it that well, a settlement we, didn't negate any of that. Okay, so, and that's what we were hoping for. Now, remember, we had lawsuits against Coon the Pape. We had lawsuits against Daryl Boykins. We had lawsuits against the Common Council, uh, so many others, and we dropped them all. When we got our settlement, we thought, you know what, let's just dump it and let's move on. Um, hopefully they fix the problem and this will be over. Well, they didn't fix the problem. It just hung out there and hung out there, and it got, it's been held up in litigation for years and years. Everybody's sick and tired of it, including me. I've lost more sleep than anybody I've ever met. So <clears throat> there is no 
end until a judge actually bangs the gavel and says yay or nay. And I'm I'm for either one. Uh, obviously, I believe that it's illegal. We're in it because it's us and it's our private conversations. Um, we're not, we don't have to sacrifice our right to privacy uh, simply because we're cops. Um, or, you know, we don't uh, sacrifice our right to privacy in our own homes. The, the government can't just come into our homes and, and willingly search uh, without a without an executed warrant. Um, and this business about Karen finding this stuff by accident, she was doing all of this work, she found one conversation. Every other conversation after that was searched and looked for and listened to for months and months and months. That's where the problem lies. You have to have a, a search warrant signed by a judge before you can go through somebody's front door, before you can listen to their private phone conversations that they believe are private. Um, no uh, withstanding um, uh, order on uh, the duty manual about, you know, you can't do or we can listen to this or listen to that. And uh, so the whole thing uh, with everybody coming up with all these, you know, tinfoil hat conspiracies is just ridiculous. All right. So, Dave, I'm going to ask you a series of questions just so we have clarification on everything that you've said. You are unaware of any of the conversations that would be on these police tapes from any of the plaintiffs, yourself included, that would indicate a desire to commit and or cover up or aid any criminal activity. That's correct. Are you aware of any? Are you aware of anybody on these tapes who has used racial epithets or any kind of discriminatory racist type language uh, that would cause the public any angst, ire or disapproval? I'm not aware of any. I certainly didn't use any. That TYT story says I was talking in a bonnets or some whatever that means. Um, uh, maybe I don't know. Okay. I, I, I don't remember, but it wasn't anything. I'll, I'll tell you this: um, what everybody's looking for is to be the big N bomb, and that's nowhere to be found. Okay, that's not on there. So then, I guess the final question I would have for you, Dave, is. The Young Turks who have released these documents, you are disputing the authenticity of the documents and what these documents say in the Young Turks report. All day long. Okay. And I'd love to know their source. Who is their source? Karen's not allowed to be a source. Her attorney's not allowed to be a source. I've been in every meeting. I never saw these documents. And again, you would be privy to those documents via discovery. I'm sorry? You would be privy to those documents via discovery. Oh, yeah. So if the documents are authentic and you haven't been handed those documents, we've got another legal problem. Yeah. Okay. And the common council hasn't even seen them. And they have no, they mentioned it in their story. They have no legal way, legal means to get these documents. Which is I one think. of the reasons that Vordy was talking about bringing Karen DePape in yeah. to authenticate them. Okay. So, I, you know, there's, there's operatives behind the scene that are feeding. And that, you know that outlet, man. They're just, they're just out to uh, sensationalize anything they can. And, and they were in town. They wanted to interview us, and we all denied it because we know what they're all about. They're not a legit journalistic outfit. No, they're period. not. The Young Turks are not. Um, so, you know, they could say all kinds of stuff and twist the story. So who do they go to? They go to the big talkers in town. Who's doing all the talking? The activists. Uh, they're little cronies that are working for them. So they come up with these little scenarios how they think it went down. Well, and, they didn't go uh, to the biggest talkers in town because they didn't approach me. But well, other other than I'm that... Just, I'm just here to tell you, there's a lot more than just... It, it's not cut and dry. There's a lot more that is... Um, 
at work here. So, uh, so can I can I just way. say this to you? Because I mean, obviously, you know, if you've heard me for all of these years talk about this, I've been, I want to yeah. see what's on these things, but I've also been very yeah. cautious to say I don't know if Karen DePape is telling the truth, mm-hmm. and. You know, I don't know if she's one of these people that's going to inflate something that's perfectly innocent, make it discriminatory. We run into it all the time on this show. Would you do me a favor? When this comes up again, don't be afraid, you or anybody else on there, to reach out to me because we'll put you on the air and we'll let you say what you need to say. Yeah, yeah. It's always been the advice, and I'm probably going to be yelled at for it, to stay away from media. Okay. Obviously, because it's continued litigation. It's ongoing. I'm not talking about anything that hasn't been already said in federal court. They can get the transcripts and read everybody's testimony. You can get the depositions. Every one of them I attended. Um, the people in charge of the technology, we said, yeah, this is screwed up. We, we screwed up. We should have had this listed and had the officers sign off on this. So, uh, you know, that's where the city uh, is in a trick bag because... There is nothing. The only thing the city says is we can look at your emails and we can go into your uh, police car in your desk drawers. That's it. All right. Okay. They have access to that stuff. They don't have access to my personal phone calls that I'm having with my wife, Brian Young, uh, my kid, whoever. They don't get to listen to that. All right. Okay. And if I, if I have to make something sensitively personal, uh, I use my cell phone. But uh, back then it was kind of like, yeah, we're just talking uh, water cooler talk. And, uh, you know, understand this. Karen DePape is not a cop. Karen DePape is a civilian. So what is she doing, first of all, investigating anything? Okay? Mm-hmm. Now I understand her position. But you need a search warrant before you do this kind of stuff. Those are basic entitlements to every American citizen. All right. So hey, hey, Dave, that's where we're standing. Dave, I'm running late. I appreciate the call because I think you've answered some questions that people have had. And I hope that uh, I hope you don't get chewed out for it, because, frankly, I think that the people need to know your perspective a lot better than what they've seen, because the articles say that the manual said that these calls could be recorded. And that's the information we've been going on for some time now. First time. Yeah, that's not the first time they've been wrong. And it's been biting my tongue for seven, eight years now. I'm I'm over it. We need to move on. If that means release them, the court rules that, then fine, release them. But I'm fighting to keep them. Uh, under wraps because those are my personal words. Those are my, that's my sacred right as an American to be protected in that way, just like everybody else. All right. So that's the principle that I'm hanging on. Not that I'm trying to hide anything or cover anything up. I go to work every day to protect those rights of every citizen. I think, I I think, you know, as long as this has been going on, I think the people have just started to obviously question, you know, they're starting to, to ask questions of why is this, you know, being dragged out? Yeah. What And so I think that's coming up. So having you guys come forward and actually say, no, the department manual doesn't say that helps uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Dave, I'm way over time. I hate to cut All you right. short. I really appreciate you calling in. Thank you very All much. Right. All right. Bye-bye. You take care. Dave Wells, who's a plaintiff in the South Bend police tapes case. And he's uh, he's obviously calling into question the authenticity of the Young Turks documents, says that they are they're not authentic because he doesn't have those documents, and he's involved in the case, so he would have those in discovery, uh, which is a pretty big bombshell, if you ask me. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.